This, don't you know, is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. So, um... (laughs) What's what's going on? Strange start to the show. (laughs) I'll tell you what's going on. We had uh, a tweet in. Already? Yeah, it happens sometimes. Mm, This is from somebody called The Barnes Identity. Um, That's got to be a band, doesn't it? I don't know. Okay. I thought it was uh, one of John Barnes's relatives. But you can imagine, can't you? Have you heard that, uh, that new track by the Barnes identity? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like them. They're, they're always a bit on the edge. Mm. He has tweeted us to say, have you seen this mug with Frank and Emily on it? He provides a link to Amazon.co.uk <laughs> and there's a, fo- there's a mug, Frank, available for £8.99. Who, not even my mother would pay that. Not cheap for a mum. A photograph no. of you and me at the Harry Potter premiere. In the, I'd no. say about 2001. Well, yeah, we can... Really? Obviously, we can date that. When was the first Harry Potter film? Well, there you go. Wow. Mm. £8.99. Yeah, marvellous. I know. Daisy, the producer, looked at it and she said, oh, you and Frank, he looks like he's just left his wife and this is your first public outing. <laughs> well, I know that look. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wrong. I have seen that look on other pictures of me, but um, I think that's lovely. I might get one. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. I might get three. I want to know who's selling this merch. Surely you're due some royalties. I've got to... Oh, I'm going to hell with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let, I'll let the you Potter... You say that. I'll let the Potter people sort it out. It's their premiere. Uh, well, that is... Um, I have got a few mugs with me on. Have you? Yeah. You were going to bring some Frank Skinner mugs in, weren't you? Oh. You said that you had a, an excess of... Frank well, I had some with I had, I had some with a coarse joke on of mine. Oh yeah, so I, I know. Yeah, fine. bring them in. Okay. <laughs> I am. Um, a. I have a white mug actually, which I I decided that this mug tea didn't taste as good in it as it did in my other uh, receptacles. Uh huh. So um, I stopped using it for tea. If I had a fair enough, if I had a bovril. Mm. I'd bring it out. Uh-huh. How often t- does that happen? Oh, I can't live till y- years. I'll have a bob. I'd say I'll have um, 14 a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but tea, I will. I would not drink tea from it. And then the other day, the cops was that it was the only one mm-hmm. left. And it was, I thought, I'm going to give you another chance. You know, it was like the, the prodigal mug. Oh, <laughs> I love that tale. And uh, I had a cup of tea out of it. How was it? It's all right. Oh, right. I'm so pleased. It was actually all right. And yeah. I'm thinking, as far as I'm concerned now, it's back in the first team squad. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Is it? Yeah. Who would have thought that? I'd written it off completely. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> I'm so glad I know that now. <laughs> do you ever do that? Which someone actually texts in about mugs or in a fancy mug. I, I, I noticed myself. It's made me more aware of it, as, yeah. as our readers often do. They they bring yeah. things to my attention. I love them for that. Yeah. But I had some friends around, and uh, I, I, I made him a cup of tea. I said, you know, mine host. <laughs> and I went over oh. to the mug, and, and I can't remember which mug it was now, but I remember thinking, well, this one, this will start a bit of a conversation going. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Oh, let's try this mug. And I do pick, you know, horses for courses with mugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I bought a uh, one of those. Uh, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know those thermos 
mugs that you oh, yeah. put a coffee in and then take it on a drive, for instance. Oh, yeah, at the top of the thermos. For example. Yeah. Um, I bought one of those from a, a bargain shop near my home for oh. 99 pence. Not second-hand. No. Oh, I bet a there's a lot shop. of tanning around the rim. A yeah. shop that offers savings. One of those, like... Yeah. Not Woolworths, but... Yeah. In, in the premises where Woolworths were. Sort of place you buy flip-flops from. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I bought a thermos mug for okay. 99 pence okay. and... Uh, it leaks, and it frustrated me, because I was thinking... What, at that price as well? Yeah. I was thinking, how long has the technology for the mug existed in a <laughs> foolproof way where it doesn't leak? And now, in 2013, it's it's dripping all over the inside of my car. I didn't find that out in the house. I took a hot drink into the vehicle. I was oh, incandescent with rage. So there's a lesson to be taught here, isn't there? The text in this week is, mugs you've known during your life... <laughs> I think the second thing should be, you pay peanuts, <laughs> <laughs> you get mug leaks. <laughs> ne- nearly worked. Nearly worked. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I went to a, a, a Doctor Who event at the, the British Film Institute oh. on Saturday. And there was, a, there was a bit of a forum... I don't mean the old soft porn magazine from the 70s. <laughs> that's what no. you're thinking. Oh, because that's what we were all thinking. Oh, I, I assumed. Um, but there was uh, like, people who'd been involved with uh, with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It was about the Colin Baker years we were talking about. Mm. I wasn't on it. I was just in the audience. I was, mm-hmm. I was an audience. And um, one of the people asked, who do you think should be the next Doctor Who? And Fraser Hines, who is a Doctor Who legend, um who I think has been in more episodes than any other companion. Who did he play then? He was um, Jamie. Jamie McCrimmon. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know they had Scottish ones in Doctor Who. Yeah, he was um, He was, He was. was one of these, you know those big Highland Rising battle things they used to I didn't know where this was going. Yeah. Oh, my Scottish history is not great, I've got to be straight mm. with you. But... Um, yeah, so anyway, he said, uh, well, I think Frank Skinner would be a great Doctor Who. What? Oh, my. Did he know you were in the audience? He did know I was in the audience. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. OK. And then uh, there's, there's, a, there's a writer called Eric, Eric, uh, Eric Seward who, used to, uh, who wrote a lot for it, and I thought, he's going he's gonna to say, no, hold on a minute. And he said, oh, I don't know, I think he might work better as a companion. And I thought, oh. I've been, I've been oh. seriously oh. discussed here in a public forum. Um... But um, it, I, I, I know this has been a bit of a joke. First of all, I, I was absolutely serious about wanting a part in Doctor Who of any mm-hmm. of any kind. You begged last week. But then the yeah. big part came up, yeah. and I thought, obviously. But I, and I was I was offered a couple of jobs this week that would be like next year, and I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind making absolutely sure <laughs> I haven't got the Doctor before I say yes to any of this. I honestly thought that. So if there's anyone listening from Doctor Who, uh, just let me let me have a no so oh, I can get on with my it's life. It's getting so... It's the most Doctor embarrassing Noah. thing you've ever done. It's oh, like when no. Madonna used to write can I just to say get that Evita part. That's what this is like. Can I just say it's not the most embarrassing thing I've done... <laughs> no, you're right. ...this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I think I mentioned to some of you that I'm working um, for Sky Arts at the moment mm-hmm. on, on, and we have a quest to find the Portrait Artist of the Year. So um, we have a road show in various cities and people come and paint celebrities. So we had three big celebrities turn up uh, from the acting profession. Oh, who is that? Robert Lindsay. Lovely. Um, Lovely big northern brute. Is, is he being discussed as a doctor? 
Robert Lindsay? No, I don't have no, an Just wondering if you had like a rap Ste- style beef with him. Alison uh, Steadman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Juliet Stevenson. Lovely. Yeah. And they were painted by these. And uh, so I had to go around with a camera crew and talk to the artist as they worked. Now, I think there's a few people, when they saw this show, I'm co-hosting with Joan Bakewell. They probably thought, Joan Bakewell on an art show, fair enough. Frank Skinner, not sure. Mm. And I thought, you know, they'll see. They'll see. And then um, I started talking to this woman, and she was, she was doing a pencil um, lines and sketches of, of, the, of uh, Alison Steadman. And I said, so, um, you're coming, obviously, to the end of the pencil. So I suppose now the thing is to, uh, to colour it in. <laughs> oh. And there was a slight tension in the air. <laughs> she said, well, there's a bit more. And I said, yeah, I, I, but basically colour it. I, I tried to, I stopped with it. <laughs> anyway, it was all a bit awkward. And um, I went off. And about three hours later, I, I went past again. She was colouring it in. I mean, there's no other... <laughs> that's what she was doing. She was colouring it in. So, sometimes, you know, the layman, uh-huh. he goes... It was like the Emperor's... Um, what did he have, Emperor? The Emperor? Uh, new garments. Oh, yeah, that's it. The garments of the did Emperor. She, did she colour it in dark enough to colour over the little numbers that she'd drawn on all the different parts of the oh, Don't get me wrong, she was very good. All right. They were all brilliant. Did, I, she, did she have letters in each section? Because uh-huh. I find that helps with colouring in. Yeah. Colourings in, I call it. <laughs> yeah. like, imagine if you'd have said that. You're doing your colourings in <laughs> afterwards. I'll tell you something I noticed. But I thought I finally discovered the appeal of the portrait painter. Is that you really get to stare at people. <laughs> I mean, really, and that has gone from life, hasn't it? When you're a child, uh-huh. you really, even my baby, who's only just turned one, he really stares. If, mm. he, if he's interested in someone, you properly stare at them with no, <laughs> no reticence at all. When you're an adult, it becomes a dangerous thing. It does, yeah. Because um, you could either get in a fight or a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Both of which have been a source of all sorts of trouble for me over the years. And so we don't stare anymore. We look slightly to one side. But if you're a portrait painter, you can, um, you can really have a good gawp. So um, I'm thinking I might reintroduce staring into my life. You're doing it now, and you're staring. Yeah. <laughs> My wife it. says I'm a starer. But who do you stare at? Her? Apparently passers-by. Oh, God. And, and sometimes she'll say, you're looking at him as if to say, what are you looking at? And oh, I'm thinking, well, he's staring at me. And she'll say, he's staring back at you. Apparently I'm a starer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you doing that karate. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. We've, uh, we've had a few uh, missives from the outside world about uh, mugs that they have known throughout oh, the years. Uh, lovely. I still have my enamel pint mug issued to me when I joined the army in 1971. Wow. After all these years, it still sears the skin from my lips. Steve James from Birmingham. I wonder uh, why they give you a pint mug when you join the army. What does that tell you? They might have <laughs> stopped doing that now. It's 1971, isn't it, that, that he got it? You probably get. Don't say that like it's so long ago. Probably no. moved you on probably to get like uh, a carafe, a carafe of white wine. Now oh, people maybe. are more sophisticated, generally. <laughs> True that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, hang on a second. Where's it gone? Oh, this is embarrassing. Hi, Frank, Emily and the Cockroach. Oh, thank I you. have a white Frank Skinner and David Bedell mug. Oh. oh. I, don't have, I, I haven't got you one of those. lucky monkey <laughs> that I pinched from our choir rehearsal because I couldn't be bothered to wash it up and put it back in the <laughs> kitchen when we'd finished singing. They're a hot bed of crime choir rehearsals, aren't they? I should add that we rehearse in an Anglican church hall. Oh, that's my favourite one, Anglican. In Edgware mm, Road. Not sure that is often used to rehearse in by major theatre companies. In oh. fact, a certain Kenneth Branagh is currently rehearsing there. Oh, lovey no lips, I like him. So before I stole it, it's very possible that a huge celebrity may also have used it. Were his lips on it? Lovey no lips. It is one of my very favourite mugs. Lovely. Although I always have a little tingle of guilt every time I use it. I like to think it gives me a sense of what it's like to be a Catholic. Uh, That's from Anna. It's true. The sting in the tail. I have to say, I always get a little tingle of guilt whenever I use it. Mm. I think that's to be uh, to do with being Catholic. Oh, <laughs> my God. And a sting in the tail. <laughs> um, no, I, I just think Kenneth Bran- Branner might have drunk out of a Baddiel and Skinner mug. <laughs> Someone had said to me, in ten years' time, Kenneth Branner's going to... Well, um... I tell you what, when I was walking to to the Arts Roadshow, I was telling you about on Sunday, there was a, a bunch of women walking ahead of me carrying arts equipment, quite a lot of arts equipment. Mm. And it was early in the morning, they hadn't seen me, and I thought, I'll be, I'll be all, uh, you know, man of the people. And I said, uh, have you got a va- haven't you got a van? You know, because they had a lot of... And one of the girls said, no, we need one. And then she turned, t- <laughs> turned to her friends and said... Stupid question. <laughs> was it me? Oh. No. I mean, she hadn't seen, she hadn't um, clocked me properly, and I thought, it's a disgrace the way the non-famous are treated. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know. I don't know how they cope. Oh, I really thought. That. I wouldn't want to go back to that. You wouldn't want to remove the cloak of celebrity, darling. No, it's I protected co- you I well. Cope. See, it's softened me up now. I was sensitive to that. I was quite hurt by it. Yeah. Um, in the old days, I wouldn't have thought, you know, twice, but, oh, dear. I saw your, they did some face painting on you, Frank. They did, they painted, um, a, a, va- a Van Gogh. On your face? That's what she should have said when you said, haven't you got a van? She could have said, we've van. got a Van Gogh. She, see, if she'd have said that, yeah. then I would have shook her hand. And you could have said, easel come, easel go. <laughs> Because she's yeah. carrying on. And then what supplies. would she have said? She'd have said, you're as daft as a brush, Frank. <laughs> and then I, and then what would I have said? I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so I would have been the one who didn't have anything to say at the end, you see? And that's why I didn't even go into that. Said, I, I love that the ending to that was, I don't know. <laughs> that was, um, it wasn't the best game of joke tennis. <laughs> but in the end, it was, a, it was an error rather than a great shot, I thought. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text in. Uh, Jeff, I find your show a blast and I always stare at people, as does your child. Cheers, Simon from Palmer's Green. Um, but you're called Frank. Yeah. He's called you Jeff. Well, uh, he's not the only person saying. who's called is, someone Jeff. Is it, is it a reference to... Uh, no, he spelt it Jeff no, like Jeff he, Lloyd. Like Jeff, like Jeff Lloyd. Yeah. Maybe he thinks I'm Jeff Lloyd. Yeah, mm. maybe. But you're Frank, very much Frank. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I do think it's an echo of... Uh, it might be. It might be. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe okay. it's a reference to the fact that um, Barack Obama called George Osborne Jeffrey. Three times, was it this Apparently week? three. Well, how many times did the cockerel crow? Indeed. Uh, mm. Biblical reference there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's not enough of that on here. No. <laughs> well, you get it. enough of that on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he this called was him what, Jeff. It was sort of G8 gate. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yes, which, had which is odd because G8 is sort of gate. Yeah. Do you remember mm. those garages? Q8. Q8. It used to be a Q and an 8. Oh, no, I don't remember that. And I imagine all the petrol came from Q8. Yeah. Q8. Q, Q8. Yeah, I imagine I that's where it came yeah, from. Yes. Hence, it's good. Q8. Yeah. Yeah. How, is he going to say Q8 again? <laughs> Q8, <yeah>. <laughs> Seven times. <laughs> I went there once and there was quite a big, uh, loads of people waiting to get petrol. And I ate Q's at Q8. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> um, so they were at G8. Yes. I noticed the Japanese premier, he had deck shoes on. Did oh, he? Oh, embarrassing. Did he? They were like Is smart black shoes. I realise I'm the only person in the world that notices the shoes. Everybody noticed they didn't have ties on, did they? Yeah. Was, uh, everyone was talking about their ties, but you're looking at the deck shoes on I the Japanese it. Do you mean like a deck from Anton deck shoes? They no. They raised us in a platform <laughs> to make a bit taller. <laughs> deck shoes? Oh, yeah. what, what? He came by boat from Japan. <laughs> Where was it? It was in, in Enniskillen, was wasn't it? Yeah. Somewhere I'm, like I'm going to Enniskillen for the uh, for the something. Samuel Beckett Festival. Hey, yeah. In August. Oh, God, yeah. What? Great. Hmm. I'm reading a, a short story in an in unusual setting. Lovely. Oh. Carry well, on. this part of the show, we just do what I might be doing in the next yeah, What I'm month. doing in the summer. I admire anyway, Obama for having a go at it, if he's not definitely right, because I don't use people's names if I'm well, not with 100%. But mm. he did it three times, and when he apologised, he kept saying, thanks for that, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did, used it really confidently. If he'd have done it once, he could have got away with it. Yeah. But it was too obvious by that stage that he had no idea what he was the called. The thing is, when the British politicians get near to Barack Obama, they all get a bit like when you're with the pretty girl at school. You're like, <laughs> They're all like, yeah. very excited that it's Barack Obama. So the things he says to them, they, they, I mean, they treasure that for the rest of their terrible lives. <laughs> so uh, George Osborne might make light of this, but I bet he's devastated. Well, you say that, but actually George Osborne isn't really George Osborne, is he? Oh. He's actually Gideon. He is. His real name is Gideon. So yeah. he's probably just thinking, well, you're in the right region, I'll let it slide. You know, I think that is fair enough. If you're sort of in the right ballpark, like... You know, if I I recently was taking somebody's phone number and uh, oh. and I I'd already <laughs> what I'd already met Fine. this chap. I mean, for, for for her to find out, no. <laughs> and he's just said I'd already met this chap. Yeah, I'd already met this chap, and and uh, oh. I knew his name was short. Got a bit behind I, the candelabra. I went, it's it's John, isn't it? And he went Ben. And I think I should have got points for it being short. At least I didn't go, it's, you know, Sebastian, and he'd gone. You know what I performed in St Paul's recently? Oh, yeah. And the guy who was like... played them all. The guy who was the main guy who interviewed me and stuff, I spent the entire evening calling him. I think I I can't remember which way I wrote it. I was calling him Andrew. Mm. And then uh, 
When I got back, I read the email again, and he was called Richard. And he never, he never, shut up. He never corrected. I did. He never corrected me on any occasion. Publicly, or throughout. Oh, he never corrected me. What a lovely man. Whatever he was called. It's <laughs> not what he's saying about you. I feel that a, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Um, yes. So Jeffrey Osborne. Yes. Now, there is an explanation which I must admit left me uh, left me bewildered. Yeah. Because I don't remember there being a soul singer called Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah, because Obama said, I'm sorry, man. Did he actually yeah. say man? He <laughs> said, I'm sorry, man. I must have confused you with my favourite R&B singer. I think he said man because he still didn't know his name at that yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't my, you? I, I hope he said my man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my man. Any president that says man when referring to the tolls <laughs> of the exchequer is fine by me. Yeah. I think he is so that's cool. That's so cool. He could have totally faced it out, couldn't he, Obama? Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's just what I do. I, I think I read he could people. have said, oh, shut your face. Be glad I speak to you at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, he could have done that. And, and George Osborne would have gone, <laughs> and that would have been... Obama doesn't speak quickly enough to say shut your face, does he? He'd have too many pauses because he goes, he'd say, shut, sh- <laughs> shut your mouth, is what he would say. <laughs> your. Why didn't he just call him y'all? <laughs> y'all. Y'all doing a great job, the economy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> deep south. Yeah. <laughs> a bit camp um, yeah, Sorry, I've gone, a, sorry I, I have gone slightly Tom and Jerry housemate, forgive me. I'll, 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 I'm, run, I'll um, run this through. The, I've uh, got form with uh, Jeffrey Osborne. Have you? Yes. So who, can you tell me who he is first? On the wings of love. There you go. That was the song. Tell me he advertised yeah. those, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn that was Claire Rayner. Was he a fat bloke, heavily gelled, floral dress? <laughs> he said, join a youth group, lovey. See, I, I, don't, no, I he, don't remember... Um, well, I'll tell you how I remember him, because my parents used to take me to the top of the pop studios when I was a kid. Natch. Well, we say that, but in retrospect, was that a safe place for me to be hanging out? That's another story. Luckily, it didn't have any influence at all. (laughs) Parents, eh? Um, So, and I remember on one occasion when I was in the Top of the Pop studio, I saw him perform live. So I have seen Jeffrey Osborne live. It was great. He used to wear a leather trouser, I remember. Did he? Mm, With a slightly blues on pocket. Under those lights. Yeah. (laughs) I don't envy him that. Didn't care back then, did they? But he can't be Barack Obama's favourite R&B singer, can he? Could be. I mean, it makes Obama slightly less cool, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it does. It's the leather trousers. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I have a theory which uh, might make it sound like Barack Obama isn't as cool as we I don't oh, I really? think the Jeffrey Osborne thing is a complete smokescreen. I think Do he you? had to Google to see if there was a Jeffrey Osborne. Might have a cosied. I think what he's done he's been someone said this is George. His first thought has been Rainbow. Yes. Oh, yeah. The hippopotamus. <laughs> and he's been looking every time he looks at him he sees the hippopotamus there. Yeah. And uh, he <laughs> thinks of him going, Duh Jeffrey <laughs> And he said Jeffrey like that. He just said mm. it out loud. Because I think he said, uh, I think I was yeah. saying to Jeffrey <laughs> uh, the other day. And if, no, everyone said, oh, that was a bit odd. None is the wrong name, but he said it in a, like a sort of puppet voice, if there is such a thing. So that's my theory. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, it's a rainbow-based explanation. The credible explanation I've heard all week. Also, I once interviewed um, Richard Gere, 
and um, oh, what's the name of that woman? Richard uh, Hammond. A Richard famous American actress who looks like she's just had a big sock of lemon. Okay, I'm going to remember who this she, is. She played... Um, Bridget Jones. She played name? Bridget Jones. Mm. Oh, Rennie Zellweger. Yeah, Rennie yeah. Zell- Zellweger. Ooh, hi. <laughs> I like that you got and, her uh, on the basis of that description only. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was tell- he was in Greece in the West End when he was about 20, Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. And um, he was in it with Geoffrey Hughes. Remember Geoffrey Hughes? He used to be in the Royal Family in Coronation Street. I do. He was Eddie Yates I in do. Coronation Street. Oh, yeah. They were driving somewhere, and um, he knocked Jeffrey Hughes off his motorbike. Oh. And I, re- I reminded him of this. He'd forgotten all about it. And then we talked a bit later, and then he brought it up again, and he couldn't remember the name of Jeffrey uh, Hughes. And then later on, he couldn't remember something else, and she said, Oh, you're having another Jeffrey moment. <laughs> And oh. and for a long time after that, if anyone, if I couldn't remember anything, I'd, I'd call it, I'm, I'd say I'm having a Jeffrey moment. <laughs> and strangely enough, um, Barack Obama had a Jeffrey moment, which included the name Jeffrey. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I think we should ha- take a little wonder. Okay. I think you know where. Email And we've landed. <laughs> I always imagine we're on a flying carpet as we're going to email corner, the three of us, cross-legged. Nice. <laughs> Namaste. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, cleared up now, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Yoghurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've had an email. In the first email, is regarding... Well, it is your favourite theme. It's regarding Doctor Who. We'll, we'll have to start putting a ban on talking about Doctor Who on here. I think, I mm-hmm. think we might be boring people to death. We're going to be on those Doctor Who alerts every yeah, week, we aren't are. we? I have been on one. Have, have you? Yeah. When was that then? It was when I first started begging <laughs> for work with Doctor Who. Oh. And it was oh. a Doctor Who fan saying Some time ago. he hasn't got the job. It shows at last they've stopped doing those ridiculous celebrity bookings. Oh. oh. You don't want to be the guy to stop those. Though, no. No, I want to be the last one. I want to be looked back as the last one to get one of those. Further to recent discussion, what about adopting the Have I Got News For You format and, and having a guest doctor every week? So Chris Addison can emerge from Matt Smith, then Stephen Fry, then Lembit Opic, then Frank. Oh, God. Hold it. I'm, then, go, I'm, going, to emerge. I'm going to emerge from Lembit Opic. It's as if I've always been in there yeah. well, in some form. Wait till you find out who's going to emerge from you. Go on. Then Miriam Margolis. You know, I think I, I think she did emerge from me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Um, carry on. Then Matt Lockwood, Dundee FC fullback. Oh, of course. And I that's from Gordon, that. unsurprisingly, in Dundee. Yeah. Uh, Gordon yeah. Strachan, that is. Well, I mean, nice. you couldn't have that many. Oh, it, it would have... To- what he's talking about is... What a week. What's it called, Frank? I call it the rejuvenation, but it's not called that. No, because you could call the show, if there was one every week, the regeneration game. Oh, Good lovely. for the website. Yeah. Yes, regeneration. <laughs> Pardon? Mm. It'd be good for that website, you know, the, uh, oh, the regeneration oh, game. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, if you are in... Uh, what's the name of this guy? Um, Lembertopic. No. <laughs> oh. Gordon in Dundee. Gordon. No, I'm just saying that's who you become, to become one, you and Lembert. Um, there's a play on uh, at the moment at the National Theatre of Scotland in Dundee called Let the Right One In. 
which was written by my brother-in-law to be. So go and see that. Is that right? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, keep it in the family. Mm. Yeah, um, it's it's and ju- is it jute that comes from uh, Dundee? I don't know what you're speaking. That was of. the longest <laughs> silence there has ever been on this show in nigh on four years. I aimed. I aimed that, that word that you said at the start. That's jute. A, nev- I don't know what that is. I don't know. I've never heard that word. What is it? Never heard the word jute. Can you <laughs> can you break it down for it me is. into letters? I, I don't know what it is. But I think uh, it comes from spelling. Start with a word. No, I, comes, I don't know what it is. I haven't come up with it. How, it's, it's a it's a mineral. How do you know isn't it's it? real? Isn't, then? It, isn't it a mineral of some kind? It might even be polished into jewellery. Can I just speak to Emily for a moment? <laughs> yeah. How would you spell that word that he's saying? That I thought you were going to say. How would you deal with this? J. 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 Oh, it's a J. J. It's a D. You're thinking of duty. If, if you say you it smells, going, it smells a bit duty in here. Are means. you going duty then? No, it, oh, it's jute. Oh, uh, someone will be listening from Don. Someone will be listening. Someone will be listening. Not <laughs> anymore. They're on by now. They were listening at the start of the link. <laughs> they might not be listening Before, now. What, what shall now be called jute gate? Yeah, well, perhaps someone can. Uh, Enlighten us on on jute. I'm sure they have jute in Dundee. Steve Steve has said, Frank, do you fancy going for a pint? (laughs) Which is is wholly inappropriate. I do fancy going for a pint. (laughs) I mean, every day. I fancy going for about 12 and waking up in somebody's house listening to Frippanino albums with like magic mushrooms in my teeth. But I'm not going to do it. had a lot of correspondence regarding jute. Oh yeah, what's the uh, <coughs> what's the scores on the doors, Anthea? What's the 411? Um Anne McNeil. Oh, no, <laughs> no idea. Daisy, do you know what that is? Oh god, you lot are embarrassing. <laughs> that that was traditionally that was the directory inquiries number in the US. Was so, it? so that's why rappers use it. What's the 411? What's going on? What's is that what rappers use? Mm. Anne McNeil. Yes, it's jute. Dundee is known for jam, jute and journalism. Ah. Oh, yeah, the Beano, that was there. Yeah, I've been to DC Thompson's offices. Have you? Mm. Brilliant. It's made for sandbags as well. Back in the 1800s. Jute is used for sandbags. Uh, So I was right about it being crafted into jewellery. Yeah. It's used to make bags, Frank. Okay, but it's from Dundee. I was right before you looked at me like I was (laughs) speaking with forked tongue as they used to say in the old cowboy films. Yeah. Let's try another email. Uh, good morning, Frank, gorgeous Emily and the cockerel. Just <laughs> listening. Do, do they guess it or do they know? <laughs> they know. Is oh, it one they of those, know. Are they going off... See, in the old days, we, you know, no one knew what radio presenters looked like. Now mm. you just Google them. I get it myself about. <laughs> I, mm. Just okay. listening to the podcast and loved the story about Lagerfeld, the cat burglar. Remember we were discussing his... Uh, oh, Carl Lagerfeld bo- borrowed... Uh, he, he looked after someone's cat. He was yeah. cat-sitting. A friend's cat. Yeah. A friend, yeah. And then he decided he liked the cat so much he refused to give it back. He said, I love And the person cat. did a bit of a Jeffrey Osborne and went, <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a character, it and just the, let him get away with it. Is the correct term for the act a cat nap? That's clever. That is clever. He he continues, that is all John from New York. 
He'll know what the 411 is. How cool is he? John, John without an H, by the way, just J-O-N. John from New York. That is a cool handle, if you will. Of course, the thing about him stealing that cat is that there'd be no fingerprints because he always wears uh, black leather gloves, Carl. Does he? Can you imagine the parents telling that crying child? Uncle Carl has taken it, but yeah. he's not coming back. <laughs> like Uncle Carl is a frightening man with a ponytail. <laughs> I don't like Uncle Carl. I don't like going to his house. No, he smells of mothballs. <laughs> I imagine he smells of mothballs, Carl Lagerfeld. <laughs> I read, this is, you know that they brought out the, um, the Cheetah's autobiography, Cheetah from... Uh, Oh, yeah, my ex-boyfriend wrote that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cheetah from Tarson brought out an autobiography. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I remember that. Yeah. And then someone like Marilyn Monroe's cat, it became a bit of a thing. And now um, Choupette, the, um, is is bringing out its autobiography, Carl Lagerfeld's cat. Is that a fact? Yeah. What is, and, uh, is it going to be called something? No. Oh, really? Well, it'll be called something, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, Carl's cat. And uh, <laughs> the good thing is that... KC. When it signed, uh, agreed to do an autobiography, it signed the nine-book deal. Oh, Very good. Lovely. <laughs> yes, because, because proverbially, they've got four. I love that material. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my best joke. I mean, ever. talking earlier about Obama and, and Jeffrey Gates, mm. the incident. Well, we've had a text in on that subject. I had a very confusing chat with my dad a while back when he was asking me if I'd seen the new Brian Wallace film. On confessing I didn't know who he was, my dad said he was the one who was in those Kill Me Something films and used to be married to Debbie Moore. It was then that I realised he meant Bruce Willis in Die Hard. <laughs> That's from Gabby. So what was it, Brian Wallace in those Brian Kill Wallace Me films? in Kill Me Something films, married <laughs> to Debbie Moore. Oh, I know, we all go that way in the end. Her dad right. seems to be from a sitcom, like a proper, like, I'm going to make loads of mistakes in a funny way in the same sentence. Like Mrs sitcom. Malaprop. Mm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, of well. course, I need to talk about what I've been up to this week. It's not all about you two, because you may have had your face painted, but I went to the Royal Ascot. Oh, Ooh. what to the races or just to the? Like, Don't make it sound common. To a pub. <laughs> what to the races? The Royal Ascot. <laughs> I went to Royal Ascot. I've never seen such, and, and this is me talking. I've never seen such alcoholic excess in my life as mm. I saw at Ascot. People just lying on the floor with their dresses up. Aren't people worried about? <laughs> yeah, but it? I waited till about six o'clock. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm I on am. about lunch time. I was <laughs> in the royal enclosure. To be fair, lunch time. I, can I say? Can, just I hate to, this is your story, I know, but I once was it's a moment. I was presenting an award at the Olivier's, at the the, the the Olivier Awards, and we were all the people presenting were in this little room watching it on a monitor, mm. and uh, Maureen Lipman was also presenting mm. that day, and and they did them um, in the in the afternoon. It was like it started at um, twelve o'clock or something. The the uh, ceremony. And this woman won, and she came up, and she had a ball gown on. And uh, Maureen Lipman went, lunch time, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. So anyway, cut to me, 
8 a.m. hairdressing appointment at the house. I love it when they come to the house. They kept, yeah, you have to pay their cab fare there and back, but that's fair enough. But I had to get, it's a very strict dress code for Ascot, very strict, Frank. No, uh, straps can't be thicker, uh, thinner than one inch, minimum one inch. Oh, God, that would have been no good for Peter the Wild. <laughs> no. His was a, it must have been a good three inches around the, the, the throat. <laughs> anyway, and then no strapless dresses, Frank. What? Not allowed a strapless dress. Really? Have to wear a hat in the royal enclosure. Uh, can I stop you there? I thought the whole thing, because um, there was a headline in the Daily Mail that, mm. that said, Chav Scott. Yeah, yes. Don't believe that. But that wasn't... I, no. I thought um, mo- if you pay peanuts, you get mod leaks was better than Chav Scott. Yeah. Yes. But it had lots of um, pictures of sort of... Um, I didn't venture into that area. <clears throat> I can't comment on that but area. But it said, this, it said in the royal enclosure it's really gone down. There's women no, walking around. No, I found out the truth about they paid people to say they'd been in the royal enclosure and lie. Oh, I got to the bottom of that story because wow. I nearly didn't go when I heard that. Um, anyway... I had my hat. I don't think I can tell you how much it was. I had it oh. sent over to me. It was two monkeys. Two That's monkeys. That's a fabulous design. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, was it, were they mounted or just holding hands? It was... <laughs> That's a grand. Over a grand, it was. And it was the Lovely. Duchess of Cambridge's milliner. But you'll be able to use it again. Duchess of Cambridge, that's the same milliner oh, that she goes wow. to. wow. Oh, my milliner has got no royal connections <laughs> whatsoever, and I feel like I've mugged myself now. I almost went off with the job um, in a hat shop, and I said, you know, who wants to be a milliner? <laughs> oh, I love that part. And Chris Tarrant, I was in there, with a, he, had a, he took his notepad out, wrote something <laughs> down and left, and I've often wondered what that was. Mm. Well, that's... So but frankly, you had a hat disaster. You wore a two-grand hat. But there was another hat disaster, <coughs> because Tom, who I was going with, and he's quite blue-blooded, he's quite posh. OK. So I thought, well, he'll get the dress code right, because it's, it's morning suit and top hats, top hat and tails. He didn't turn right. up in a thin-strapped dress, did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not, he, was, he, didn't, he wasn't wearing spags. No, he didn't go Grayson Perry, but he did turn Lunch up... Lunchtime, <laughs> dear. <laughs> <laughs> he did turn up with a top hat. I said, Tom, is that your top hat? It was a fancy dress shop top hat. It was felt oh, no. with a staple sticking out of it. Oh, no. And the plastic brim coming off. He said, and, I won't uh, have to wear it. It'll be fine. And I mirrors said, like uh, Noddy Older. <laughs> I said, where did you get it? He said, it was my nephew's dressing up box. So I thought, this isn't going to pass Royal Mustard. You're right, he is posh, because mm. his nephew's got a dressing up box. Which <laughs> I thought it only happened in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> well, hold that, because I, I, this is an intriguing tale. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We're at Ascot. We're at Ascot with, with Emily me. Dean. <laughs> and my escort, Tom. And Tom. He took an escort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, he's, on air. He's, tu- he's only. I'm going to use Drinking football. Drinking and driving. I'm going to use football as tense. He's turned up. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's looked up. He's, he's at the top hat. His hat is a child's um, fancy dress top hat mm. with a staple in it, we've established. So the organisers are sort of, well, I don't think you can wear that in the royal enclosure. So Dawn O'Porter was there, who's Chris O'Dowd's uh, Oh, yeah, wife. who became, she took that little, just one letter yeah, she from used the O. I said, I like what you did with that. She said, thanks. Mm. She said, there's a shop over there, you can go and buy one. So she sent him off to the shop. Meanwhile, they <clears> said to me, would you do an interview with Ascot TV? which is all over these big screens, Frank, big screens, 
all over the stadium. Really? Yeah. Stadium? Oh, that's what I call it. I didn't know what it was. So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do the interview. So the girl talked to me. I could hear my voice reverberating. They were everywhere. Oh, like when they sing the National Anthem (laughs) at the Super Bowl and and their mouth isn't quite in sync because of... I could hear my voice. So they asked about my clothes. What are you wearing? Told them everything. What were you wearing? Two monkeys. I had an Alice Templey no, dress. No, 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 what were you wearing? No. <laughs> no, no. What, oh. what, was, what, was, the, what was the designer? Alice Templey. Lovely. Oh, I don't, don't know. So, dre- again. I find them a bit Templey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she dresses the Middleton <clears throat> girls a lot. Does she? Yeah. So, so do I. It was all her. very royal. <laughs> so she's asking me nice questions. We're talking shoes and bag and hats and gloves and all this sort of stuff. Match. And then for some reason, I don't know why I did this, Frank. I need to apologise in advance. She said, so what do you make of Ascot? Why are you at Ascot? Or something like that. And I said, I, I despise horses. And I heard myself saying it oh, on the what? screen. At Ascot. And I loathe gambling. Oh. I said, so I don't know why I'm here. Oh. She was polite. She laughed. She went, ha, ha, ha. She said, well, uh, you don't just work at InStyle magazine. You're also the co-host on the Frank Skinner breakfast show. So my name rattled around <laughs> Ascot Stadium. I said, that's right. I said, Frank hates horses as well. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Frank. I've been implicated. I know. I do hate gamblers as well. You might as well have thrown that in. I don't hate gamblers, but I, I hate gambling. Tom, meanwhile, came back from the Ascot Top Hat Shop. He said they're two and a half grand. I can't so spend that kind of money. No, they got four. Did they? That's who I mix with. High rollers. He should have got one with the price tag in it, like um, <laughs> like the one from Alice in Wonderland. Like that, know- that character. Do you know what I liked about the programmes? All I bet on was Frankie Dottori. Anything he was in, I thought would be good. I didn't get the idea. I, of... I backed on uh, Frankie, the Liberal Democrat, <laughs> the uh, less volatile like of the two it. jockeys. Frank, did you know in the pull, book, did anyone pull you up though on the horse remark? Did anyone say, "Excuse me, but no, horses are my I, life"? <laughs> I got a few strange looks. I think they clocked from the it. horses. No, well, I couldn't really tell. That's how the horses felt. I thought, you know, we've, we've worked for this. And then yeah. and now they know that you hate them as well, Frank. Yeah. They do say they understand humans, don't Can they? Can I say, they are horrible creatures, don't they? <laughs> I, I mean, I bit, saw them I up find close. find them a bit, a bit salty. Frank, they're so shiny and ribby. Oh, disgusting. What, the posh? <laughs> <laughs> they are, aren't they? I, I found that. I, I can't work it out. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Frank Joel, Joel from Manchester says, Frank, long time listener, first time texter. Please, can you settle an argument? My other half insists that Sandy the weather girl is your future mother in law. I maintain this is not the case. Please clarify. Well, never say never. <laughs> I mean, who knows what strange turns uh, life can take. But um, no, Sandy, Sandy War is the um, newsreader. And um, Sandy Mason. travel travel person, uh, and um, Sandy Mason is my mother-in-law. Mm. In fact, Sandy Mason, it's her birthday today, so happy birthday, oh, happy Sandy. birthday, Sandy Mason! But I love the idea of uh, Sandy War being my mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, it would uh, it would be a strange biological thing. I think I'm probably quite a bit older than her, but I can say I could marry. Yeah, I could marry when I'm an old man. Mm. Um, let's not even think about it. <laughs> Just in the current it climate, I'm not sure it's practical. <laughs> I like J. Howard Marshall. I, I put my career first. Mm. 
Still, it wasn't me who uh, started that old crazy Asian war, but I was proud to go and do my patriotic tour. Korea? Is that what you were... No, I think Vietnam. Oh. It was me who started that old crazy Asian war. Who's his character? Kenny Rogers. <laughs> oh. What, um, what yes, about the Ascot, then? <laughs> about oh, yeah, Ascot. Guess what happened in the lift, Frank? There's a lift at Ascot. I yeah. imagine it's all on the level. Well, only for the rolling enclosure. Was, was it on the flat? It was all for the rolling enclosure. Very good. But now, I, what happened in the lift? Well, I got in, there was an elderly couple with the name badges. Oh. And she said... I we, think that elderly couple should all wear name badges. I hate these people. Because they wander off, and then you'd know if they had the name and address on them. You'd know. Yeah, it's like Paddington. They should all have uh-huh. a, a label. Come uh-huh. on, love. I husband, I'm husband so bad at had, names, I'd like everyone to have name badges on permanently. Well, I think it would be great. He was wearing orthopaedic shoes, and the woman I looked at me... I forgot what they are. What are they? That You can just tell they look clumpy and they look a You're bit... You're giving this story a big build-up. <laughs> and the, the woman said really loudly, actually, this lift is meant for people that can't walk properly. And I thought, well, firstly, it's just that you can't do shoes properly. It's not that you can't mm-hmm. walk properly. They're just orthopaedic. Okay. So I was furious. And secondly, she well, had no idea s- how much she'd been drinking at that point. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't walk properly either. Well, I, said, I, I can only imagine how high your heels were at Ascot. About five. About wow. five inches. Feet. So as I, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out the lift now. As I turned to leave, I said, actually, I'm finding it hard to walk properly in these. Pointed at my heels, flounced out. Tom says, "M, this isn't our stop. We're getting off at the next. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I bet it was your stop, and he did that as I a know. prank. He stayed in with the With his lift. crazy top hat. <laughs> 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 he was a joke, wasn't he? I said, I can't get back in the lift with those people. No, I, I said that. No, I said that out people. loud, Frank. <laughs> I, said, I made him get out. Oh, they were there... Yeah. They I said, I cannot get back in the lift with those people. Who knows what the, the elderly hear and don't hear. Mm. Good point. We can only guess. They're, they're mysterious in that. Well, that's... Because I, I, I once had, did the opposite thing. I once got into a lift with about 12 people in and went, hello. <laughs> and people, people looked absolutely terrified. <laughs> so uh, don't try that. People don't like it. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Just saw Frank's face painting. Reminds me of the tattooed leopard man hermit who inhabited his own island. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him. Yes, yeah. I do as well. You were him on Saturday. Yeah, I only got my face done. It was uh, it was interesting because I felt that afterwards I was able to empathise with the canvases, mm. having been one. I know what it's like to have someone staring and pointing a paintbrush at you. Did you feel a bit flat? No, I felt Just... concave. Has anyone got any more um, Ascot-related questions for me? Well, yes. Yeah. Did How you many go back people... in the lift and scratch a pensioner's eyes out? Is that what happened? <laughs> How many people... This is a ballpark figure. How many people would you say you spoke to while you were at Ascot? Oh, I don't know. Um, let's 50, say... 50, 20? 39. 39, OK. You see, I, I find if I go to any event and I speak to whatever, however many people... I don't know what it is. I'd say, I'd say, seventy-four percent of them have bad breath. <laughs> oh yeah. It, I think it's a growing phenomenon, male, female. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it. Mm. Someone gets close. I'm bracing myself for bad breath. It's everywhere. What do you think it is? Down to? I don't. I really don't know what it is. But why don't? 
Uh, please, if I've got bad breath, I want you to tell me now, on air. It's funny you should say that, because there are there oh, three oh. that spring to mind that were bad. Yes. Two but, have, but have I got bad breath? No. You see... I think. Go on. <laughs> I haven't smelt it. I'm I need to know. I, no, I, th- I think you if you outed me on air, then people who know people with bad breath would feel <laughs> that they could they could do it. You know what I mean? It's a bit like um, when um, when homosexuals in the public eye come out, and then other young men at home think, you know, maybe I'm going to come out now. I've been inspired by that. And mm. let, if we can do that with bad breath, <laughs> we can make it a better world to live in. It's everywhere. Yeah. Honestly, I spent at, at, at large oh. events. I get home and I just, I just vomit for like forty <laughs> minutes when I get in. Did you have any at the um, Trafalgar Square? Oh, did <laughs> I? At an art gathering, of course. Every, it's everywhere. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's. I don't know what it is, but please, if you know someone with bad breath, take them to one side. In fact, intervention. Turn, turn them away from you and say. Yeah, as you might talk to a cat <laughs> and whisper over their shoulder, um, sort it out. <laughs> oh, oh um, n- people never jump onto the royal horses anymore. I've, I've noticed. Since, that. No, I noticed since, that. Since uh, Emily Pankhurst, da- Davidson. Uh, it, yeah, her. Pankhurst was like the boss. Yeah, um, I think Emily. Davison was just one of the drones. Boss, that means the apprentice. Emily Pankhurst was the queen bee. Emily, oh, Emily. Yeah. But you know what they do have, the Frank? Poles. In the royal brochure, they have the jockeys, and what I love is the weights. Oh, Eight yeah. stone twelve, nine stone two. I think they should do that in life. Like President Obama, Are you twelve sure? stone three. Are you sure? <laughs> I've got nothing to hide these days. Oh, I'm training okay. three times a week. I, okay, fair enough. Couldn't people, when they text in, can they add their weights? <laughs> <laughs> then I feel we know what we're dealing with, yeah. whether, whether they're people who are, you know, on the ball or slovenly. Mm. I was, I passed the protest, a non-violent jump under a horse protest, but they were protesting against the World Cup in Brazil, in, uh, and I saw this person with a big um, flag on their back, and it's had spray painted on it, I'm not going to the World Cup. When I got closer, it was Roy Hodgson. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Don't haven't had anyone's weights through. <laughs> really? Send in, tell us how much you weigh. No, no, not just that. Okay. They have to tell you something else as well. Yeah. So it'd be to say something like, "Hi guys, <laughs> eleven stone four. <laughs> have you ever noticed? And then it'd be something interesting. We have had texts about people's favourite mugs and all sorts of stuff today. Have we? And a few people that stare at people. Someone says that they stare at uh, the back of people's heads and try and guess what their face will look like. Well, we've all done that. It's fun. It's the old 1660, do you remember that? Mm. Yes. <laughs> people that look like they're 16 from behind. And yeah. then, yes. Uh, it wasn't about the uh, the restoration of the monarchy. That's what no. we thought it was going to be about. We need to uh, discuss a disturbing new trend... Uh, must we? we? Well, we don't. I don't want to disturb anybody. You know what? You should have said "must we" because uh, <laughs> because it's about it's about cleansing reduction. Apparently, people oh, I thought you meant there's a lot of musk we musk we around on on upholstery. Uh, it's it's mainly on jute, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, it sounds so Scottish when you say that. Yeah, you and I like it. Jute, yeah. Mm. It's in it's it's in my jeans. 
the Dukes. Oh, not Mosquay. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Uh, cleansing reduction is apparently a thing where uh, people are having fewer showers these days. They're just yeah. letting it... Letting what, it... Why? Uh, apparently, it has uh, some health benefits. It, it means that you keep the good bugs on you. Oh, oh I this don't is that, that thing of not washing your hair, isn't don't it? Don't wash your hair and it starts to clean itself and you can do the same with your body... Yeah. For a while. This is what Quentin Crisp said about his flat. Quentin Crisp did it with his flat? Yeah, he yes. said it started that you, to clean itself. He said that you, after about four years, if you don't clean your flat or your house at all, after mm. about four years, it doesn't get any dirtier. It peaks. Really? Yeah. It's just a matter of keeping your nerve, was what I think he actually <laughs> said about it. It's like, you know, they used to say that if you grew your hair, it gets to a point where your hair just gets fed up and stops growing. I like the really? idea of your hair yeah. responding in an emotional sense. Yeah, I thought it was right. the other you know, way around. I thought your hair carried on growing after you died. It's still going well, you know hair what I and fingernails. Yes. Uh, <laughs> You've become a bit like my mum now. She always He's become that. a bit like the demon headmaster. <laughs> that, that is all. I did that recently myself for a feature... I didn't wash my hair for seven days. It was absolutely disgraceful. And did we see you over this period? You did, but I put so much dry shampoo on it that leaves this thick white powdery residue. (laughs) I look like Beethoven. But I worked in a shop window. That's dry shampoo. I had no. I did on day seven. I had to. I broke because I couldn't cope with it anymore. It was, we used, so did ugly. you used to do this at school, uh, uh, or, or even beyond, putting uh, talcum powder on your hair to, to, get the, yeah. to get the grease off? Yeah. yeah instead of washing your hair. Oh, yeah. And there used to be a thing, about, to style your hair, if you didn't want to pay money on gel, you used to put conditioner and then just leave it in. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Another- a couple of little tips there for our poor <laughs> readers. I know the punk rockers use soap we get water, a lot of, don't they? We get, get a lot of the poor, up. you know. A lot of the poor listen to this. Yeah, why not? It's free, I like isn't it? to help them out. <laughs> it's free. Don't get me wrong, I don't mean in hard cash. I mean with <laughs> advice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Punk rockers. They put so Do they still exist? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All it used to be a sort now. of job being a punk rocker. It did, yeah. What do you do? I'm a punk. That's yeah. a job. Um, actually, when I was a punk rocker, I remember a woman saying to me at a wedding, so um, how's it going? <laughs> I said, what? She said, being a punk rocker. <laughs> I was going very well, thank you very much for asking. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I'm, I'm aghast. <laughs> I'm aghast on my own show. We're going to talk about this, are yeah, we? Bob. Oh, God. Bob, Bob. Our, our, are you the assistant producer, Bob? Yes. Yeah. That's your official uh, job title. But Bob, who's a new family member, newly adopted, mm-hmm. because our, our, Sarah, the last one, went to pastures new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob's just announced that he, he, he doesn't, he never uses soap or, or shower gel or shampoo. He just, he just rinses. Mm. He washed his hair, you shampoo a year ago. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just, just yeah. rinses with water and that's it. Yeah. And there were questions I wanted to ask which I didn't feel about like the nether regions. Yeah. Which you, you didn't feel the... able to and now you think you'll do it on it. <laughs> no, I won't, I won't ask those questions. But there are certain, uh, you know, it's like, it's like doing a dirty frying pan. You're going to get the fairy liquid on and it, it remains a bit, you No. Know, 
No, no, no. So it's no. like a wok, though, isn't it? You don't put soap on a wok, you just wash it. It's nothing then... like a wok. It is like a wok. <laughs> it's nothing it like is. a it's wok. It's like a wok. You rinse it and dry it and it's fine. <laughs> nice wok if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm astonished. I'm, I, and you don't really... I haven't got that close to you, Bob, yet, because it's early days. I but, have. Um, does Bob smell? He, he smells lovely. As I, I said don't. in a slightly medical way, he presents as very clean, doesn't he? Mm. <laughs> I can't work it out. And you never use thoroughly. shampoo. Pardon? I rinse thoroughly. You, I know you rinse thoroughly, but it's... I, yes. Very thoroughly, it sounds like. But, you know, it's like a car wash. Even that has a bit of lather in it. <laughs> and that's a car. That's non-porous, Bob. I've got, I've got sensitive skin, Frank. Sensitive skin, I know you have. <laughs> it's lovely and soft to the touch. Oh, now we know you got the job. But um, <laughs> I'm worried that your scalp must look like an ice rink under that hair. It's got so much white... Oh, don't... <laughs> It's in the air now. The bits are in the air. There's no bits, though. Isn't that the point? That you you, you eschew bits by not using the... <laughs> on the bits soap and... I, I have got... I mean, my earwax alone. <laughs> it needs some sort of astringent. You couldn't just... I, could, I once sat in a classroom and I met... I bet it was about six... About six centimetres... No, six millimetres high. Mm. I, I took the wax out of one ear... And, and and made a very good copy of the death mask of Tutankhamun <laughs> out of ear, earwax. In a history class? Um, I think it was German. Oh, that's a shame. No, no, it's, it's not at all apathy. By the way, speaking of ears, I went into the apple shop the other day. Oh. Um, I don't mean the greengrocers, I mean the... the <laughs> Why do you say speaking of ears? Was big ears in there, buying a laptop? Uh, no, I was... Um, I was buying some earphones because oh. I broke mine and um, I was anticipating 10, 15 quid. How much? He said, these ones... Uh, I said, have you got those with the hooks on so they stay? And he said, yeah, there you go. That'll be uh, 59 99 Ooh. Oh. And I, I said, no, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> said, oh no! You went a bit Churchill dog, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. can I say that should be really Derek Guyler from Place So mm. Churchill completely ripped off. Oh, Derek Guyler to go. Oh yes, and now there's a dog <laughs> ripping him off. So um, I bet he's got bad breath. You can tell by looking hey, at him. Vic Churchill. Reeves. Oh. Um. So I, I, in the end, the cheapest I could find was thirty-five quid. Yeah. Mm. Can that be right? I, I think within that shop it's probably the cheapest you could find, but had you gone to a, a different shop in the local community... Is that what I should have done? Yeah. I would have price-checked that elsewhere, oh, yeah, definitely. I made a fool of myself. You know Google or Ecosia? Could have had a look on there. I should have gone £59 to pounds is a lot, but then mm. two monkeys on a hat's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Three, of course. <laughs> You'd have done your neck in. <laughs> Especially if one of them was a mandrill. <laughs> they're, they're, they look quite um, agile, but they're weighty when they... Uh, if you, I don't know if you've ever had cradled one in your arms, a mandrill. It's like holding a, a, a large pig. Anyway, that's... Uh, <laughs> I like the weight has been quite a uh, theme today, which is a good thing. However, is a mandrill. That's the texting. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. 
119 has texted us. Oh, yeah. How, how heavy are they? Uh, 6 stone 11. Oh, okay. Which is a bit worrying. Lightweight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Frankie Dettori, to be fair. <laughs> hey there, Frank Allen and the ever-delightful Emily. Their mm. words, not mine. Well, I do agree. She's getting read out. Long-time reader, <laughs> first-time texter. Regarding your always, whole... Always a moment, I think, that. Mm. Regarding your whole personal grooming discussion, I haven't washed my hair for at least 15 years. Shut up! <laughs> and I very rarely shower or have baths or use soap. That's Is this from Duncan Goodhue? <laughs> <laughs> it's from Pete Doherty. 15 Instead, years! I visit my local steam room every two to three days and have several steam icy shower hits. Then I completely exfoliate and massage extra virgin olive oil this is getting a bit 0898 numbers <laughs> into my it's hair. It's getting a bit can't cut, won't cut. This is the only time it gets brushed, too. She also massages. Is it a she? It must well, be. 6 stone 11. 6 stone 11. It massages must. the extra virgin olive oil gonna into feel, her skin. You're going to feel so bad if it's a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Which I then rinse through in a hot shower. I should say that I'm in my 40s and I regularly get mistaken for late 20s. Well, no wonder you're, you're operating in a cloud of steam. <laughs> <laughs> People with glasses on, they, they can just see the, the outline of a figure. So I guess I must be doing something right for me, at least. You That's must all. be. What? Mm. It sounds like hard work. That'd be easier to just wash. Jump in the shower every day. But how oily. Um, I, bet, I bet he or she takes a bit of holding on to. Oh, you would be oil. Like, like holding a, a, a pilchard. Slippery little sucker. <laughs> nice. Mm. According to my copy of Primate Exchange Rates, one mandrill <laughs> equals four lorises. Is that right? Mm, that's from Robert Black. There Four's, isn't enough... Uh... Fourteen stone, big boned. <laughs> 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 so, we've started some sort of ape-based uh, bartering system. <laughs> but a loris isn't an ape, is it? No. He mentioned something else called Bonobos. Oh, I've heard is. of that, yeah. Oh, yeah. have you? Yeah. That's a, two of a them. It's a dance, isn't it? Two of them is a mandrel. <laughs> yeah, they're um, they're horrible mandrels, big teeth. And they're designed so their faces look exactly like their uh, gentleman's excuse me. <laughs> the gentleman's excuse me. Yeah, so whichever way you approach them from, um, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? They don't want to take the risk that someone might approach them from an angle that's not disgusting. <laughs> One of my hygiene secrets is that I've occasionally uh, swabbed my gentleman's excuse me's with the uh, with a face cloth, my wife's face cloth. Is that, no. is what? that and then put it and then put it I've back given, for, for yeah, face? Yeah, given it. Well, we're no, talking about hygiene secrets. I feel that's like, not hygiene. That's a practical joke. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's just you know. Why is everyone acting like this is keep normal? Things clean. <laughs> this isn't normal. <laughs> Stop him, Frank. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm thinking. I'm always I'm in the market for a new gag. Oh. <laughs> Wow. I thought we were going to ask people what their hygiene secrets were, and I thought, well... Yeah, but I, think the I didn't know we were going that dark. Oh, the okay. secrets, and there's uh, <laughs> secrets. This is... Uh, the bloke who's just been done for espionage is now sitting at home thinking, <laughs> well, actually, there's a drop in the ocean compared to the face flannel story. It's not been done for espionage, actually. I shouldn't say that in case he sues me. Good I point. do sometimes... and this charged. Is I'll sometimes, if I'm on my way out... And I've had ne it with a cab. You never. And a, and a cab's waiting. Mm. I spotted once, I had a few little hairs on my ankle. So I said, hang on one minute. Put my ankle over the sink. Just shaved the little hairs off the ankle. 
Didn't even take my trousers off. Just rolled up the ankle. What you should have done is you just sort of twirled your ankle bracelet up and down. It would have got caught in the, oh, that's in, a good in idea. the links. Lovely. Good you know, idea. like threading. Yeah. <laughs> like threading, but with, with metal. Mm. Oh, all the tips are coming out today. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. I know we say that a lot on this show, mm. but this is deserved because are they called Kimye? I think that's the portmanteau word for Kim and Kanye. Oh, I believe they're called Kimye. I suppose yes. They they're Kim, with child. Kimchi is a uh, Japanese spicy side dish, isn't it? Oh. I think it's. Oh, he knows Korea. that from his, Korea, his karate yeah. knowledge, Frank. That's how he's picked that up in karate. Yeah, they uh, they got it wrong. <laughs> They often uh, fight in, in a sort of a, a tunnel of side dishes. Oh, lovely. They fight down. But um, love that. They've had a baby. This what is they've done, Ka- they've gone and had a baby. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Kardashian, yeah. Yes. And they've only gone and named it North. So it's called Northwest. Northwest, yeah. Everyone thought this was a joke originally, but it's a true story. Um, I, I am not going to condemn anyone for giving their child an unusual name. Um... Because my child is called um, Boz, as some of you may know, mm. um, uh, as in the sound that a bee makes. Uh, I, I think this is uh, quite good because presumably the next child they'll call NW2, mm. uh, NW3, and then they'll work their way through um, the, the London postcodes. Yeah, but I, I feel sorry for West though. But Northwest, I think. You see, if if um, Jeffrey Osborne. Mm-hmm. George Osborne <laughs> had been called North Osborne. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't think you'd remember it. Yeah, Barack Obama would have forgot that. Also, yeah. autobiography very easy. North by Northwest. Yeah, yeah. But um, or someone who was at Eton with him, their autobiography up north. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I th- so there's a lot to be said for it. I just, I, I just uh, filming this last uh, Sunday on the uh, on the art show. Mm. Our uh, director is called Southern. That's his first name. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, you, quite sexy. You're not going to forget that. What's he like, Southern? <laughs> I think you'd like him. Oh, let's talk. Okay, I don't know what his uh, situation is. All right. Well, I suppose it's uh, just bottom end of the. <laughs> No. I'll, I'll, um, I'll a cosier him. Do we? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for that. So, you know, North, Southern, Sheen or Eastern, my concern, Clint Eastwood. My concern for them is, as parents, they're gonna, the child is going to get to an age where it needs chastised and she's going to go, look, Northwest, and then the child is going to go, well, hang on, which, which direction's Northwest? Or just look North, which is the uh, magazine programme <laughs> from the North of England. Yeah. Look yeah. North. And, and then he'll go, and he'll do the theme tune. <laughs> I go, love oh, that show. You, you, you are a character, North. You surely are. Now, That's Uncle Carl is coming round now. And Watch the cat. Got, like, they've probably got an open-plan kitchen and living room, haven't they? Well, just like just to get her behind him. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. did big. She did go big as a pregnant woman. That she no, really she's went. not. She big before. Big. No, but she's banned really? sweets from the bedside, hasn't she? I heard that. Quite, mm. quite good, good move. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think like so. That's, says, surely that's the only time in your life you're allowed to pull the ripcord. I think you've got to pull it while you're pregnant, haven't oh. you? Really, oh, okay. and then as soon as it stops it, then you have to. Then you're on the uh, the sort of posh boys go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what she'll be doing, definitely. But like when she says, "Come here, northwest," and the child's going, "Well, hang on, does that mean I have to go southeast first? 
It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's too, there's too many avenues I don't for think confusion. the child will have any sense of uh, compass <laughs> points. What? It's going to be called Northwest. It's, it's no, not going to have any sense no, of compass it'll points. You'll just, just be stepping in and out of a limo, though. You know, it's, not gonna have to, it's never going to have to use a compass. I can't I see it doing the coast-to-coast walk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be that kind of a life. Is it a boy no. or a girl? It's a girl, isn't it? It's a girl, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like it. What I'd really, really am fascinated to discover is um, what does it say on the birth certificate where it says uh, mother's occupation? (laughs) That would solve a lot of problems for me. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Email corner. the gift that just keeps on giving that jingle. Dear Mr Radio the Divine Miss M and the Venerable Cochrane, Cockrell mm. sorry, Venerable Cockrell, I'd quite like to be addressed as that henceforth. <laughs> it's only really Bede who, who had Venerable as a regular adjective mm. you don't, I can't Until think now yeah? I'd like the Venerable Cockrell t- Those ter- was Terry Venerables Oh yeah. Well it wasn't quite the same No, no. didn't have the... Uh, Anyway, I recently underwent a period of fasting the podcast in order to stockpile chapters of reading material to help me through the late-night feeds of my soon-to-be-arriving son, Elisha. Oh. Is it Elisha? Yes. Elisha. Elisha. Is it Elisha? Mm. All right. Fine. Uh, my <laughs> don't, don't get stroppy about it. My beautiful boy arrived six weeks early, and I duly started the joyous task of catching up on what I'd been missing out on. During a previous chapter, Frank was extolling the benefits of the cloak as a fashion accessory. Oh, oh, me back. Yeah. oh cloaks were fun, weren't they? Since hearing this, seven-week-old Eli has taken to, at any opportunity when left unattended, to turn his bib <laughs> around in order to create a makeshift <laughs> cloak. I love the word makeshift, can I just say? Yeah. I was wondering if maybe Frank would I like to try this do. out. <laughs> I was wondering if Frank would maybe try this out with Buzz as a sort of training cloak so that Buzz can gradually build up to full cloak wearing. Well, there's several things here. First of all, I'm a bit worried that uh, Eli... <laughs> Seven-week-old. Yeah, he's, um, I hope his head's not turning 360 degrees no. like in The Exorcist. <laughs> so when, when Dad's out the room, he thinks, I might eat a bit around this side now, I'll just adjust the bib. <laughs> I like the sound, he's a junior Emperor Ming. But also, it's um, it's not quite... Uh, it's more of a cape, isn't it? Yeah, rather than a cloak. It's more of a tabard, really. Yeah, because it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just at the... The back. I'll I'll try it, but it's more the sort of yeah. But I'm I'm a bit worried about it. Also, uh, there's an odd thing um, happened. You know, is that um, Bozzy's latest thing for the last um, few weeks has been pointing at aircraft. Nice. So if any aeroplanes, helicopters go over, he points and 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 goes da, right? Um, Now we have a lot go over. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm. For, a, for a start off, we're, we're right on the river, so we get a lot of helicopters. Because I, I don't know if you know, but in central London, helicopters have to follow the course of the river, mm-hmm. unless they're uh, military or something. So we get a lot of helicopters. But, and he loves it. Points. Mm-hmm. We all have to. Uh, you know, I, I'm running out of small talk about aircraft, to be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, the Queen's birthday celebrations, it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. That was the Red Arrows. Oh. So anyway. Um, one thing is consistent is when a Chinook goes over, he bursts into tears. Oh, no. Does he? Yeah. 
Every time. And he's fine with the normal helicopter. You know the Chinook. Well, they the, look a bit yes. sinister, though. Yeah, and often uh, there are things like, you know, they're used to bring uh, heads of state and stuff like mm. that if you see a chin. I don't know if he's if he maybe just doesn't like dignitaries. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, doesn't it's fall such, from the tree. Well, it's such a weird thing. He cries at Chinooks. Mm. So if there's anyone else uh, listening who's got, whose baby um, has an aversion to the Chinook helicopter, please let me know because I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. And I don't want to leave it unattended, and uh, and then you know he shoots eight people in a McDonald's <laughs> in uh, 2020. Yeah. How am I going to feel about that? This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I have another email for us, Frank. Voice, yes. Dear Frank, Emily, and the Cockadoodle do. Hmm. My girlfriend and I met Frank on Tuesday in Westminster. And he was nothing but a gentleman, oh. posing for a photo with us and giving up a few moments of his precious time. Oh, it's priceless. I am, however, <laughs> wondering... I see it's not priceless, as my manager will tell you. Yes. Wondering what he was listening to as he walked along in his smart suit that we made him pause. Please enlighten us. I was the one in the Trilby hat and Georgie was the one you'd remember. Cheers, Ben from Berkhamstead. Do you remember these characters? Are you saying that? Is he suggesting that I'd remember Georgie because she was the... Um, the was she the, the filly? The, the filly, yeah. Oh. Yes, exactly what I was going to say. I think that is what he's suggesting, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, in fact, I think I'm more likely to remember him because he was about 22 and was wearing a trilby. Ah. And anyone under 70 wearing mm. a trilby, I tend to notice. Yeah. But um, they were very uh, nice. I was listening, I believe, I was listening to... Um, an old uh, edition of the 1950s sci-fi American radio show called Space Patrol. Oh, really? Featuring Commander Boz Corey. Nice. And, uh, yeah, look it up. It's great. Really exciting stuff. And lots of... <laughs> which I can't... It's basically my ringtone, which is very you've, confusing. You've but, yeah, I did... Them. You've sort of fulfilled uh, a similar, an adjacent email that we've had. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, morning, F.A. and E. Thank you, Frank, for the American Gods recommendation in the interview last week with Neil Gaiman. Oh, I yeah. purchased the audio book for the 10th anniversary edition and think I have about an hour and a half to go from the wow. 19 hours. It's fantastic, but I'm starting to get sad at the thought of finishing it. Yes. I had that recently with a very long talking book. I met no, you no, once. That was that was with a Greg's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I met you once at a large bookshop in Brighton that you visited, and we chatted about football podcasts and books. Any more recommendations, please? In return, I'd like to recommend the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon. Ah, yes, an excellent read. Thank you, Ben. Yes, but you've just recommended the uh, thing, whatever it was. Well, it, that's, yeah, but that's uh, that's radio shows. I'd well, say still that. something to listen to in it. I think. Um, What's the thing you recommended? Space nineteen ninety nine or whatever it was. <laughs> something like that. Something wasn't it? Space Patrol. Okay. I would try <laughs> try a China Mieville's The City and the City. I think you'd like that. China if you like. Mieville's The City. Just writing that. Yeah, what down. was your big long audio book that you it only just very, finished? It was a very long Stephen King one, and uh, a bit frightening. 
It, it had frightening bits in it, but it was really you weird because when it finished, <laughs> I do. Have a look yeah. at that flannel. It's all right. I wash them with a the flannel. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I imagine that flannel is like the flannel oh. of Saint Veronica. You know, mop, mop the face of Jesus, and then after when she looked, his face had appeared on it. Of course, oh, I, I imagine that, your wife it, picks up. Wouldn't yeah, your wife picks up the flannel in the morning, and there's your gentleman's excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Frank, guess what? Anouk has texted Reechanooks. That What's the chances of that happening? Anouk says babies have a different frequency hearing range. Ah. Uh, and that's yeah. why. And, and did Chinooks sound differently from all the Apparently, other helicopters? Yeah. It's that double chopper thing, isn't it? Yeah. I hate it when that happens. There's another child with an aversion to the Chinook. Really? My little boy Oscar also has an aversion to the Chinook. I think it's due to the fact that the dual rotor seems to simulate a mild earthquake, teacups rattling, etc., that's from Sarah. Blimey, that sounds like they're living in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I thought, oh, I thought, oh, God, he's so unusual, turns out that, mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, we're nearing, we're nearing the end now, I should, uh, I should tell you that. Uh, by the way, on, on the, um, on, on the Space Patrol broadcast, mm. they advertised these fantastic uh, space binoculars you could send in for, only 25 cents. Oh, that sounds a bit like it. Four inch square, and it says they stand out two inches from your head. Imagine how brilliant that would be. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll get some of them. And then I realised it was from 1959. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they never show reruns of the old, the old lottery shows. <laughs> People get confused. Although, can I say, I've got time to say one quick thing. I was watching uh, um, Bullseye on Challenge. Bullseye from about 1973. Oh, that was a fun night. And uh, Jim Bowen says, <laughs> Lucky cat. if you'd like to be on Bullseye, why don't you uh, send in to... And, 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 a, and a caption, a bad caption came on the bottom and said, entries are now closed. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to say, yeah, I'll go on that, but I have to go back to the 70s. But I'll do it. Look, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Once again, um... Happy birthday, Sandy. And uh, now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.